Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Numbers. Last time we read Numbers chapter 10. That was about the silver trumpets and the tribes leaving Sinai. And now we're ready to read Numbers chapter 11. Now I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Now the people became like those who complain and whine about their hardships. And the Lord heard it. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled. And the fire of the Lord burned among them and devoured those in the outlying parts of the camp. So the people cried out to Moses. And when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire died out. He named that place Tabera, the place of burning, because the fire of the Lord burned among them. The rabble among them, who followed Israel from Egypt, had greedy desires for familiar and delicious food, and the Israelites wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? Okay, according to a note here about the word used for the rabble, I want to read this note. It's something interesting. A unique word found only here in the Old Testament. It refers to the mixed multitude of non-Israelites who joined the Exodus. So, this is the rabble, but notice how they influenced the children of Israel. I'm going to start back over with that verse and continue on. The rabble among them who followed Israel from Egypt had greedy desires for familiar and delicious food, and the Israelites wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish we ate freely and without cost in Egypt, the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now our appetite is gone. There is nothing at all in the way of food to be seen but this manna. The manna was like coriander seed, and it looked like delium. The people went about and gathered it, and ground it in meals, or beat it in mortars, and boiled it in pots, and made cakes with it, and it tasted like cakes baked with fresh olive oil. When the dew fell on the camp at night, the manna fell with it. Now Moses heard the people weeping in self-pity throughout their families, every man at the doorway of his tent. And the anger of the Lord blazed hotly, and Moses regarded their behavior as evil. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you been so hard on your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight, that you have placed the burden of all these people on me? Was it I who conceived all these people? Was it I who brought them forth that you should say to me, Carry them in your arms as a nurse carries the nursing infant to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where am I to get meat to give to all these people? For they weep before me and say, Give us meat so that we may eat. I am not able to carry all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. So if this is the way you are going to deal with me, 
Please kill me at once, if I have found favor in your sight, and do not let me see my wretchedness. Accordingly, the Lord said to Moses, Gather for me seventy men from among the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and their officers. Bring them to the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, and let them stand there with you. Then I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take away some of the Spirit who is upon you, and will put him upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, so that you will not have to bear it all alone. Say to the people, Consecrate, separate us holy, yourselves for tomorrow, and you shall eat meat. For you have wept in self-pity in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who will give us meat to eat? For we were well off in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you meat, and you shall eat. You shall eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor ten days, nor twenty days, but a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and is disgusting to you, because you have rejected and despised the Lord who is among you, and have wept in self-pity before him, saying, Why did we come out of Egypt? But Moses said, The people among whom I am are six hundred thousand fighting men on foot, besides all the women and children. Yet you have said, I will give them meat so that they may eat it for a whole month. Should flocks and herds be slaughtered for them to be sufficient for them? Or should all the fish of the sea be collected for them to be sufficient for them? The Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's hand, ability, power, limited, short, inadequate? You shall see now whether my word will come to pass for you or not. So Moses went out and spoke to the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered seventy men from among the elders of the people and stationed them around the tent, the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, and he took some of the spirit who was upon Moses and put him upon the seventy elders. When the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, praising God and declaring his will, but they did not do it again. But two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other named Medad. The Spirit rested upon them, now they were among those who had been registered, but had not gone out to the tent, and they prophesied in the camp. So a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying, extolling the praises of God and declaring his will in the camp. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, the attendant of Moses from his youth, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them? Then Moses went back into the camp he and the elders of Israel. Now there went forth a wind from the Lord, and it brought quails from the sea, and let them fall, 
So they flew low beside the camp about a day's journey on this side and on the other side all around the camp, about two cubits three feet deep on the surface of the ground. The people spent all that day and all night and all the next day and caught and gathered the quail, the one who gathered least gathered ten homers, and they spread them out for themselves around the camp to cure them by drying. While the meat was still between their teeth, before it was chewed, the anger of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord struck them with a very severe plague. So that place was named Kibroth Hatava, the graves of greediness, because there they buried the people who had been greedy for more than the manna that God provided them. From Kibroth Hatava, the people set out for Hazaroth, and they remained at Hazaroth. There is so much in this chapter of Numbers 11, it would probably take us days to cover all of it. But if I just want to hit some of the high notes on this, the uh, you know just a cursory look at this, the rabble, notice how the children of Israel, will they were influenced. They were influenced by what they call the rabble here in the note below, just said these were non-Israelites who had followed them or who had joined them in this exodus from Egypt. So, but they were being influenced by other people who were not Israelites, right? And what is uh what is the New Testament say? Uh, uh, bad uh, bad company. Uh, well, I forget the exact thing, but basically, other people can be a bad influence on you. You know. So you have to be aware of who you're listening to and who you're paying attention to. And we see that in today's society, too. If you listen to some people and, and you believe them more than you believe God, then that will be a problem that will bring this type of issue upon you. Notice, too, they were getting greedy. They wanted something more. They were not content with what they had. Here God was supplying them. He's leading and guiding them. He's a uh, like a cloud during the during the day and a pillar of fire at night. And they're seeing all these wonderful things, and he's leading them and he's providing for them. Yet they're still not content. He's giving them something. All they have to do is go gather it and and prepare it, and they're not satisfied. Now you look at Moses. Moses also complains, but now Moses' complaint is different. He's complaining because he just he sees this. He regards what they're doing. They're complaining. He's regarding that as evil. And then he's like, why? Why is all this on me? I feel like I'm burying all this myself. And where am I to get these people meet? Well, now here, he's kind of misunderstanding in that if God is going to supply them with me, then God will do it. But nonetheless, I mean, just here in this moment, he's like, why is all this on me? This is too much for me to to deal with. And, you know, he's kind of complaining, but at the same time, he's like, oh, this is just too much for me. And understandably, when you have around, and we're going to, I'm going to just guesstimate around a million or so people, that you alone are responsible for in a situation like this, 
that's a lot. That's a that's a heavy burden. So I think we can give him some grace here. You'll notice God doesn't, you know, get angry and try to wipe him out or anything. So I think we can give him some grace there and just realize that, yeah, he had a heavy burden on him. Perhaps he could have had, you know, more faith about it. But on the other hand, this this is a huge situation to be in. And I hate to be too critical because, I mean, he... Uh, and and notice who he's talking to. He's talking to the Lord. He's going to the Lord about it. He's not just wildly complaining or whatever, but he's actually talking to God about it. So, And then God brings these 70 elders to assist, to help. Now, you'll notice that Moses has the Spirit on him, okay, or in him. Now, you notice that. And then God basically brings in these other guys, and he also gives them the Spirit. Now, the way this reads, it's like he divides the Spirit up. I can't read any more into that other than just what it says, the way it reads, um, because he says that, uh, let me find this correctly so I can say this correctly. Okay, so the Lord came down and spoke to him, and he took some of the Spirit that was on Moses, and he put him, the Holy Spirit, upon the 70 elders. So Moses alone, we're, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Moses alone in the whole world, but in relevance to this with the children of Israel, Moses had the Holy Spirit, just like later we see that King Saul and King David has the Holy Spirit. And it's not them, I mean, it's just them singly, because they were to be the leaders, so they singly had the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. So here, Moses had the Spirit of God, right? And here, God is sharing the Spirit out with the other 70 elders so that they too would have the Spirit of God. And you'll notice that a couple of men who, for whatever reason, didn't even show up for the meeting, they still had the Spirit rested upon them, and uh, they... Uh, they still prophesied. They extolled the praises of God and declared his will. And then when Joshua was like, whoa, you know, stop them. This shouldn't be done. And Moses is like, are you jealous for my sake? See, we shouldn't be jealous that other people share in the spirit of God. We should be extremely happy that other people share in the spirit of God. And we all have the spirit of God, whether you think of that some people say, you know, say that that's only a collective thing, but whether you think of it as a collective thing or an individual thing, whether you think of it as, you know, the Spirit of God, such as Saul had and David had and Moses had before this time, or you think of it as more of a collective thing, doesn't really matter. I, I would not limit God and say that he can't do it both ways at the same time. Two things can be true at the same time, and God is everywhere. And he can be in us both individually and as a group. So I don't, uh, I don't limit God in that way. He can, do, he can do this however he wants. And we see instances in the Bible of people singly having the Spirit of God. And then we see instances of groups of people all sharing in the Spirit of God. But it's still the same Spirit that's in each of us. So it's hard for me to make a huge distinction out of that. Nonetheless, we, 
look down a little bit further and like i said now i'm just hitting high points i'm not even hitting everything but just notice that we we shouldn't be jealous moses notice, notice what moses says um would that all the lord's people were prophets and that the lord would put his spirit upon them well he has now he has we all have the spirit we all have the holy spirit we all have the spirit from god that's a promise that he makes later in Isaiah, and that's a promise that came through Jesus. That's part of his sacrifice. That's part of what he bought and paid for for us. Nonetheless, we come down, and Moses is like, how are you going to uh, provide? Maybe that was either even up above, but he's like, how are we going to provide all this meat? You know, I can't do this. And God says, well, now you're going to see me act. You're going to see my power. Do you think I'm limited in some way? Yeah, it's actually a couple of couple of verses up around the verses 22 and 23 where Moses is like, how will I give them so much meat? Should we just slaughter all the animals? And, you know, or should we go and fish all the fish out of the sea? And, and Moses, I, I think the whole thing is here. Moses is frustrated with the people. And I think God is giving him some grace. But at the same time, notice what God is saying to him is the lord's hand ability power is my is my ability limited he he just plainly asks him is is the lord's hand is the lord's ability limited you shall see now whether my word will come to pass for you or not he's saying i'm going to take care of it and that's one thing we need to remember a lot of times in life when we go to God, now we do our part, we do what we can do, but when we go to God in prayer, we leave the rest of it up to Him. There is only so much we can do, and we do our part always. We have to, you know, we have to uh, act out our faith and do what we're supposed to do appropriately, especially in following God. But there comes a time where we have to trust that He is with us, and that he will take care of these things that we can't take care of. There's so much in life we can't we can't do. So then finally, the people here, they get the quail, right? They get the quail, and they're getting it. And still, this whole incident has angered the Lord because they're not appreciative. And they go out and they get this meat. And they're eating it. That you know, I don't know how they catch it and gather it, but whatever. You know, the details aren't really there. But I think it's kind of funny the way they say, while the meat was still between their teeth, before it was chewed, the anger of the Lord was kindled. And that's because, like I said, they were not appreciative. They were not content. And this was offensive. This was hurtful, really, if you think about it. Here you have someone who's supplying you and taking care of you and giving you what you really need. And your response is, uh, that's not enough. I'm not happy with that. I don't appreciate that. So that's a, that's a plain lesson that we can all learn because God really blesses us in our lives. We have so much to be thankful for. So that is Numbers chapter 11. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.